0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience revelatory teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price.
2: All right, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Woo!
3: Well, it is Thursday here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, it is time for us to talk about, well, Jesus, kingdom, Christians, people,
2: oh, the humans,
3: time? humans, remember those? Okay, so Ashley, just, just for the sake of kickoff, hallelujah, let's talk about the tree, just just, to share some of that tree talk we had last night. You were on at the Wednesday Warriors.
2: Uh, yes. Last night we last night we recapped <laughs> about Sunday service and how you were breaking down the revelation of the garden once again and taking us to a place in that about the tree talk and what really happened. Because, you know, we get like a five-second clip <laughs> in the Bible, and we think that's all that really happens.
3: You know, I decided, actually, that the Bible kind of uh, captures information and presents information the way visions go. You ever notice you have a dream uh, or even you have a vision? Five-second clip. Five seconds. And (laughs) yet, when you sit down to write the five seconds, you've got five pages. By the time you fill in the blanks, by the time you answer the questions, by the time you... Make sense and, and put it together. You have five pages off of a five-second vision, and I think that scripture is that way because God leaves His Holy Spirit fill in the blanks to fill out the rest of the picture, to answer the questions, and but and, and only for whosoever will. I, 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 the more I walk with the Lord, the more I realize whosoever will is a big deal with Him. God's like, if you want it then search for it. You know, pearl of great price right. is his mindset. Pearl of great – you want this? I'm going to need you to buy the field, and then I'm going to need you to mine the field until you get it. And then I'm going to need you to find out the value or the worth of this and then treat it according to its worth to you. And so as I was, I've been going on this journey – I can't even explain the journey – but as I was going on this journey, I thought, man, God, you have a lot to say. He has a lot to reveal to whosoever has an ear to hear, which I think, actually is another standard. Do you have an ear to hear, you know, and a hearing ear? But I, I, people change their ear, hearing ear, but people can have a hearing ear and still not have an ear, uh, ear to hear what you say. You know, you have to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Now, that's already kind of crazy. Hold on, Jesus. Spirits are invisible, largely inaudible, and uh, <clears throat> yet you say, let him that has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That's powerful. So how are we doing? Did we get on Periscope yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was just kind of wondering. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just want to welcome you all to our program today to, and to share with you what God would say. Before we do, I want to remind you, definitely, we have our Women's Weekend coming up. Watch your email for a very special surprise concerning it. Don't miss your email. If you're not signed up, please go to my website, drpaulaprice.com, and, and uh Check it out and make sure you're signed up. So that's the first thing I want to say to you. Secondly, if you haven't signed up, of course, deal. we'll cover all of this information with you. But if you haven't signed up for our um, June. Wow, June. We're already at the end of March.
4: We are
3: June. I can't even believe it. end of the first quarter of the year. Come on, Jesus. Um, but anyway, um, go there for our Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute in June. You want to bring your groups, and I'm sure after listening to me and 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 the Before the Garden and and the you know the Paula Price show, the uh, Scripture Organic Christian, and all of that, you probably think I I got a lot. Uh, no, you didn't. What you got was a seed. Some of you, not even a full seed. A few, uh, some of you, as a germ. You want to come and be in a concentrated environment where God can work this in your soul. It is important for you to come in June. I, it doesn't make a difference how many times you hear something. You know. I, and, and my team had to tell me, I said, well, you know, people can buy my books everywhere. You go on Amazon. But it's not until you hear the author that you understand what is meant and what is said. I often say about people when they come up to me and say, Paula Peist, I know you because I bought everything you ever wrote, and I've read everything you've written, and I thought, yeah, but you don't know what I didn't write. And with an author or with a writer or any kind of artist, what they don't say or what they leave out is equally as important, and what they retain for the small group is equally important, sometimes more important than what they put on the market. So you definitely want to press your way. We want to talk to you about it. Ashley, guess what's happening?
2: What's
3: happening? The PAQs are back.
2: No. They're coming back. They will be back any day now. And I know Profit Deal will talk about it, but they're on a special sale uh, one time only of only $75. And what you do is you need to go to your site, com. And well when you get there first of all a promo will automatically pop up an opportunity for you to register for the <laughs> prophetic training institute. Yep. So you actually don't even have to look, you don't have to search. Just pause for two seconds and, and it pop- it'll pop up. All right. So once you do that and handle that, in the rotation of slides at the top is one for the PAQ, the prophetic attitude questionnaire, and there's an option for them to click on and be added to the notification. <laughs> They'll be notified specifically and immediately that the PAQ is, is ready. up and running, and we have been doing the test runs and the trials and quality controls and all the things that you want to do. It's
3: going to be juicy. Well, I'm excited about the PAQ because it's coming right in time for the event in June, our annual event. And if you're bringing a group, then you definitely want to take advantage of this so that you your, you, and your group will have will already have a jump start on what's to be learned and what's to be gained, and they'll have a lot of insight into who they are as prophets. But there's more information about it on the site. But Ashley, I'm a prophet. Is, is that a question? <laughs> I think you're yes. God made me a prophet. Oh, okay. God made me a prophet. Well, okay. That is a spiritual call. My, mind. So I need you to tell me, because I am a prophet. I have gotten so many words to people, and so many people have said my words have come to pass. I need you to tell me, what do I need to be assessed by?
2: Well, I will answer your question with a question. Okay. Is a doctor born a doctor?
3: Well, well you could say you could
2: say that. Not are they born practicing. Are they born is an athlete born athletic? Yes. Then why do they have to go to training the doctor a hundred years of school? The athlete, summer camps, school camps, drills all the time before they are trusted by any institution or picked up or paid for sure by any of them? Okay, I see a point. I, I I can see a point, but here's where I'm stuck. I am a prophet.
3: I speak the word of God. They play with the ball and they handle knives or stuff. I get mine from God directly. So I can't understand. What could you say to me about how God talks to me and gives me his word to speak to others? I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be difficult. I just want to understand. Well,
2: how do you know it's God talking to you? There are a lot of voices out there, a lot of voices. You know, sometimes it's you. Uh, sometimes it's a memory of something somebody else said, and you jump out there. How do you know? Because we say, how many times have you said, I don't know, there might have been a piece of or it might have been whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, what is the way? Mm-hmm. And then how about this? I want to encourage you that being a prophet is more than prophesying.
3: No, it's not. Because everybody I see as a prophet, that's what they do. Every time I, somebody says, I'm a prophet, they are prophesying. So I don't know what else there could be. I mean, if it's just you, you speak to people, you say what God says, what else could it be? I, I, see, you understand that this is a spiritual office. I mean, I don't mean to argue with you. I'm not challenging you, but it is a spiritual office.
2: But how about this? God is spirit. He's the father of spirit, which means everybody's office starts in the spirit. <laughs> Everybody. But, but what? We have to walk them out in the flesh. All of us.
3: Okay. So then I'm going to challenge you, since you introduced something I've never heard. What does, if I don't prophesy, then what else do I do as a prophet? What else makes me a prophet? That's what I want to know. If you're telling me that it's more than prophesying. Yes. I think
2: we need to go to the Bible, because you're a Christian, right? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a good Christian, too. more than that. Jesus was actually born under the Mosaic Covenant, the law, the Moses law, that we all say that he wasn't a part of, that was still in play when he was born.
3: But isn't that why he died so we don't have to do Moses any longer?
2: Oh, but he didn't say he came to
3: abolish the law. No, he, no, what, what?
2: He hmm. never said he came to destroy the law. Never (laughs) said that he came to destroy the law, ever. But
3: people say that the law doesn't matter. And that if I'm going to be a prophet, I have to follow the prophets of the New Testament because the Old Testament is done away.
2: See, people say a whole lot of things. People say things, look, we're African-Americans. People say things about African-Americans all the time. Is it true? People say things about the color green all the time. Is it true? They, They will take what they have, walk away from whatever their agenda is, whatever their revelation or epiphany is. But what? did the lord say what does the bible say it's prophet we have to know what the word of god says over and over so, so why do i need to know the bible if I have the holy spirit on the inside
3: telling me what to say to people you understand prophet ashley i am not trying to be separate i just only know yeah. what they teach in my church and in my church i have the holy spirit they said you have an unction from the holy one from the lord so i'm a prophet i have an unction These voices talk to me, so I say to people what they say. I am trying to figure out how can you regulate that? How can you confirm whether or not I'm speaking from the Holy Spirit of God because he's the one that leads and guides me? Well, as a
2: prophet, and I am a prophet, the first thing I had to do was to confirm that I was hearing. From the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, I do have questions sometimes. So,
2: exactly. And see, we don't teach people there is training for that. Going back to Scripture, Samuel had a school of prophets. He did. Elisha was in Elijah's school. That's an Old Testament, though, Ryan. It
3: is. Because you know, I didn't know prophets had to go to school.
2: They, exactly. John the Baptist. Let's go new. Because, hey, we yeah, didn't talk you, John. John, is new. John is new as far as how we divide scripture. He's new. He had a school of prophets. He mm-hmm. And he was so good at training those prophets, they could recognize Jesus on sight and by sound. In your life. What was he teaching them?
3: You know, I've often wondered, what in the world was John teaching? I mean, <laughs> I kept thinking...
2: You know, they said all
3: these people came to get baptized, and and they called him a prophet. And and I was like, well, what was he teaching? But, you know, you're making me curious about the Bible. I'm telling you right now, and I'm very curious. So do you think that prophets should have Old Testament and New Testament training, even though we're New
2: Testament prophets? I will answer that question with this example. Modern-day attorneys, lawyers. Lawyers they have to learn the entire constitutional law. They go back to the foundation of this country, and then depending on what state they're in, they have to learn the specifics. For example, I had a friend who was, got a law degree in Oklahoma. Mm. She had to learn Native American law. She had to learn, of course, constitutional law. has all of these other books that were customized for this territory, going back to its origin. Mm. And now, the word of God, is the governing tool, and the assessment pinpoints, especially the MAQ, the Ministry Assessment Questionnaire, pinpoints if you have learned the Word of God as a, now this is as a minister, somebody who is going to regulate and administrate from an office, not just the saint sitting in the seat. If you have learned the Word of God as a governing tool and how to implement it versus devotionally, and most of us, we our conversation right now is because of devotion, because of sermon, but not because of sitting down and learning, well, as they would have called it, the scroll. Well, do you know
3: what? I think that is so, I never thought of it like that. But I, I, I keep imagining, but, but attorneys, that's very serious. You know, they handle people's lives and lives and welfare and wealth and, and money. I mean, they should know the constitution of our country. I mean, we have a real country.
2: Are you saying the kingdom of God isn't real? Well, because guess what? Prophets probably handle more people's lives in a year as far as engaging than any attorney might. Yeah, you're right. You go into a church, prophesize, flat-footed to 50, 100, 200 people, and giving them a word that will literally alter their entire life, should they believe what you said.
3: Well, you know what? That's, That's, a, lot true. That's, That's, true. That's a lot of pressure. That's true. I've been in those meetings, prophet. You're right. I'm telling you, that is good. Well, what is this, this, this assessment going to tell me about myself as a prophet oh, that I can, that's tangible?
2: I am so glad you asked that. Question. All right. I want to know. The PAQ, which stands for prophetic absolute questionnaire, that's why we call it PAQ, because, well, it's just PAQ that. that is broken down into three levels of results. Everybody answers the same amount of questions, which is a number of questions. Then, based on how you were answered, you are categorized as beginner, intermediate, or advanced.
3: I'm advanced. I already know. I can okay. tell you right now, I am advanced. I've been in this thing for
2: almost five years. I'm advanced. Okay. Do you know how many people I prophesy to? I know I'm advanced. Well, you know what? I encourage you to take that PAQ. I'll take it. All right. And I'm going to blow
3: it out of the water because I'm advanced. All
2: right. You know what? You just wait
3: So when I when, when you find out how advanced I am, what are you going to tell me
2: about myself? Should you come up advanced?
3: Should I come up should advanced? Should
2: you come up advanced? Okay, come up I'll give you that. Hey, you know, people must be assessed first. I can't say what you're going to be and then not. Should you come up advanced? Let's let's just say your friend Mary, who just got introduced to the prophetic. Okay. And you took it. And your friend Joe. So you're Mary, Joe, and, and me. the advanced. I just want you to get how high I am. All right. So okay. Mary, Joe, and the advanced. Okay. What is your name? Advance. Oh, I'm going to call you Vance. All right. Vancey. All right. Vancey. <laughs> so we have Mary and <laughs> Benita. Mary has just introduced the pathetic yesterday. Maybe quite possibly yesterday. She takes it and she comes up beginner. She's going to get a short assessment of who she is because right now she is not doing much more than probably praying, getting involved in the spirit realm. And so it's going to give her some basic direction on whether she hears from God or sees more from God. What is her strength? What is her greatest vulnerability on the beginner level? Then you go to the intermediate.
3: That's Joe.
0: That's
2: Joe. I
3: know, because Joe's all right. You know, he's falling in there. Yeah. Joe,
2: Joe. But I'm advanced. Oh, okay. all right, all right, to be sure. All right. And so with Joe, with Joe, his results are going to have something different. At the beginning of this. And there's going to be a letter from, remember Dr. Paul Price, I was telling you about her? Yes, I remember. All right. So she writes this opening letter. And uh, she says that um, before you jump into this, don't compare yourself to modern-day prophets. Don't compare yourself to the first prophet that you know and the closest one that you know. And she runs down a whole list of questions of things that the Lord Jesus Christ faces that prophets are supposed to handle for him about dealing with the demonics of this culture, shutting them down, identifying them, being able to protect the church from warfare and demonic infiltration. Well, how am I supposed and, to do all of that? huh, huh.
3: Well, I said, well, like I didn't need it. I got it in my prayer closet. All right.
2: Well, you know what? There's one way to find out. And so that information is in that and the advanced level. Then you get something. Actually, I think all three levels have um, the comprehensive. Wait. What is it all? Your comprehensive number of readiness, your overall level of readiness. Oh, is that part of my score? It's part of your score. And what that tells you is how prophetic you are in general.
3: Okay. There are All right, proper okay, proper that I'm sorry. I got to I've got to break in here. So you're telling me that some machine is gonna tell me how ready I am.
2: Actually your answer Filtering in through cipher are going oh. to tell you how
3: ready you are. Oh, okay. Why wow, you all seem like to have that sewed up? So once you well once you find out how ready I am because I am a man. Now what?
2: Well, that number gets broken down into several categories. From that number, because that's your raw score. That's what it's called. Your raw comprehensive number. Your raw comprehensive score. That tells us who you are, how much you just use your prophetics in general, how you see the prophetic. It doesn't break down knowledge, doesn't break down specificity. Overall, that's usually your highest number. Then we break it down into prophetic maturity. How mature are you? Rabbi? Do you know that it's such a thing? I just know my best. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll find out. Should you come up advanced? Should my best people be mature? What, well, yes, that would be nice. But we all have a level because you know what? Some advanced people have are advanced because they have a lot of knowledge. But well, mm. their emotions are not very mature. Their prophetic oh. are not very mature. Well, I never separate them. Mm. Everybody kind of does usually. You know? I kind
3: of put it all, isn't it all? It seems like it's all the same. Maybe a prophet is a prophet. Is a, prophet. Uh,
2: is a doctor a doctor a doctor? No. Is a person a person a person? No. But a prophet
0: can't be a prophet as a prophet.
2: Mm. A prophet
0: okay. A prophet a prophet. Point. I'll give you
2: that. I'll give, give you. that. Well, thank you, Venetia. I will give you that. Everybody, I got one point. Right. <laughs> 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 it breaks down your emotional readiness. Uh, your, excuse me, your prophetic maturity, and then it tells you as well what your final percentage of mantle readiness is. We take your knowledge that you have. It measures mm-hmm. how much information you know when you're in the office and then gives you that total. So that number, once we subtract your prophetic maturity and once we subtract your prophetic knowledge, then we have your actual prophetic readiness on whatever level whether it's immediate Advance. or advanced, then you'll know. That's only the beginning because then it breaks down. I know. You're starting to make this harder than I ever imagined. Sophie. I mean,
3: this is, like, very detailed.
2: Yes. Should a prophet not have that much detail about their ministry? Well, um, yeah, I think everybody should have that much detail about their ministry. And, and, and if we take it, if we swap out ministry for profession.
3: Uh, well, that's different. That's when it
2: puts us in a whole other mental frame of mind for how we should approach this. Because hmm. ministry, because we, we say ministry is about family. Family means casual. It means comfortable. It means fun. It means entertaining. Convenient. Like, convenient. Cushion, sit back, put your feet up, whatever. When we say profession, oh, you need to dress up for your profession. Mm-hmm. You need to get ready for your profession. Mm-hmm. You're right. And kind of relax for your yeah, ministry. Because I do that in my other job all the time. Yes, because what do people say. I don't come to church for all these rules. I don't come to church for all these standards. I don't come to church for all this kind of stuff. That's what my job is for. They say, but mm-hmm. the church now is more messy. than it's, it's messier than it's ever been. Because the more relaxed we've gotten, the messier.
3: You're right. And that's why they need the word of the Lord.
2: And that's why they need the government of God. So we're oh. prophets Because prophets bring government as well. Samuel.
3: Samuel.
2: Our boy. That's the little baby boy that was a prophet. I remember him. No, well, he grew up. We learned about him in Sunday school. Yes, and you know what? There's more about him in Scripture about him being an adult and a man than him being a boy. Oh. Yeah, that was like one chapter, maybe two. Mm -hmm. Then the rest is about his manhood. Well, can I ask
3: you a question? I mean, this is so exciting. I'm a little bit confused. It's overwhelming. I mean, it's really kind of large because... I've never thought about my prophet's ministry and calling like this, and now you're telling me there are all of these elements and all of these pieces to it. I mean, it's kind of like it's a job. You know, do you not have to take assessments in my job? And then I have to take assessments every year to prove that I should keep my job. Is that the dumbest thing you ever heard of? But if I don't do it, I
2: lose my job, and you know what that means. I don't think about my prophetic like that. Well, it's because your job is two things that it has to consider largely for legal reasons, not because they really care, <laughs> but because they don't have a choice, public safety and quality control.
3: And so you think that a prophet can make the public unsafe. Give me an
2: example because I know my heart. Well, let's, you know, let's go to the Bible, my favorite place. Okay. Talk about you know, Bible. you talk about the Bible a lot. But, yeah, that's, that's good. Okay. That's good. And, hey, we're super Christians. On my All right. <laughs> I'm going to be like that lady you're talking about. Oh, my boy. <laughs> okay. We're going to be third boy Christians. Do you remember the prophet Balaam?
3: Who, he's in the New Testament. You do know Balaam is in the New Testament. Of course I know of Balaam.
2: Okay. Well, Balaam was going to be paid to prophesy, to pretty much destroy, to mobilize the forces in the spirit and the natural to destroy the nation of Israel. Wow. Now God didn't let that happen, and He went to some extreme measures to stop it because He knew that prophet's words were so powerful. His seat of authority was so powerful, huh? That He could really do it. Is that what the
5: problem Salem was? It's the problem Salem was. Wow,
2: I, mean, I thought it was just because He wanted some money. I mean, go figure. We believe in prophets getting paid.
3: Yeah, and I couldn't. I, well, why do you think
2: I had a problem? I was like, Well, why can't the boy earn
3: a little bit of money? Okay, him some of that a little paycheck, a...
2: huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he was going to destroy what God did not want to be destroyed. And it was not until the Lord went to some extreme measures, like I said, that He could stop him. Because once those words were out there, then we do not stop him.
3: Wow. Well, thank you for clearing
2: that up. So the PAQ, Prophetic Attitudes Questionnaire, an invention by Doctor Paul Price. You need to check her out. Benicia. Good Lord. I'm telling you, she's a super, super Christian, and you will be, too. And so will all of our viewers. Okay? <laughs> the uh, the aptitude questionnaire. That's right. Especially if you have already taken the ministry attitude questionnaire and the prophetic shows up in that top portion of your results.
3: Boy, you. that's sure. a lot to do.
2: Yeah. Okay, so
3: I'm going to – you're almost convincing me. You know, I'm about ready to go and check this out. But – <laughs> After I take it, then what? And, and you find out that I'm examined. Do I take it to my pastor? Do I take it to my leader? Do I just start a ministry? I mean, after I find out, what do I do with that information?
2: Training. Back
3: to the training again? to it? Training? Back to my prayer closet. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. Oh. I didn't okay. say prayer. Cool.
2: Well, that's how I became a prophet in my prayer closet. Well, that's how you connected with God. Okay. In your prayer closet. Okay. That's, that's not necessarily the uh, most advanced way.
3: Okay.
2: So I have to go to school? It. You need to go to school. Yes. Like Samuel has school to profit. School
3: to profit. I'm going to go get but some Samuel training.
2: Samuel. Yes, you need to get some Samuel, Samuel training from Samuel. Well, no. No. No longer with it. Okay. However, that lady I was telling tell you about, Dr. Paula Price? Yes. She wrote something called Over Your Right Shoulder, a book mm-hmm. called The Prophet Dictionary, and to the other one there, that's where I Uh huh. Wow. And she has a training program. She actually has staff members. No. Nice. Yes, that train on Prophet. Now, you results also going to tell us where you should begin. Okay, let's say you come up advanced. Okay.
3: Because you know, you're not, I got faith.
2: This is hypothetical.
3: This is my confession. I'm on the basketball. You go on
2: ahead and confess. Okay. Okay. I got a confession. You confess your way through all the questions. All right. If you confess, Uh, call call it up. When you get your results, they will also tell us what level of your training within that you belong and where you should start. Okay. You should start maybe. Some people have to start in the foundation level. Others start in now. If you're coming up advanced, that would mean that you. Should I'm good be to
3: go. I just want you to know how advanced. I, I am. just want
2: you to be prepared for the truth to be revealed, whatever whatever it is.
3: I just take the truth. I mean. Truth is truth. You know, how you going to love God and not love truth? I'm not going to take it. I just want you to understand that I got the truth before you did. But I want to take your assessment. And I'm going to take your assessment, Prophet Ashley, because you have answered all of my questions so emphatically and so decisively. I, I would love to have that kind of confidence and certainty in what God called me to do. So I'm going to take it. And then with, are you going to train
2: me? Well, it depends. Uh, if you come up on the advanced level, I have trained advanced level profits, and Chief Profit Taller Price also trains advanced level. It just depends on where you fall within, whichever. I also train intermediate. Yeah, that's so I'm going to get the Chief Profit?
3: Oh, do you know what that means? That means we get to
2: collaborate. We'll collaborate. No, not yet. Change. Not yet. No? Because when you go to school, do you collaborate with your teacher or do you learn from your well, teacher? Well, no. I'm, I, no. No. Yes. But this is a prophetic. But this is prophetic
4: Cool. Okay. Well, that's
3: all right. She and I will work it out. She's going to know. She's going to like me. Oh, yeah, she's you going to work it out. If you yes, you. She will work you. That's right, because I'm, I'm going to let her know how this thing goes when you get it from the Lord. You you do that. Okay. But wh- where do I go to take this assessment? You can uh, get there a few
2: ways. The first road we always direct people is through Dr. Price's website com. There is a tab on the side that says take an assessment, and it will take you to be at a separate assessment website, okay. and it will take you there. You can get directly to the assessment website at www.ppmglobalresources.com, as in Paula Price Ministries Global. Okay. globalresources.com. And when I finish my training, I get a job, right? We actually do offer positions. We have uh, leaders right now who are advisors who start
3: out as clients. Oh, I'm getting a job. I'm going to get a job there. Well, I'm I hope do. you do because I'm you, know go, what? you are a determined woman. I am. And we like
2: people like you. Well,
3: I appreciate you. I just have one final question, and that is how does all of this help me serve the body of Christ, the people of God, better? Well, it's gonna That's help. my last question, but I really want to know
2: worth it. Right, well, that's the question that lets me know you are going to be a great prophet and a great minister because you're asking the right question. It's not about when am I going to get out there and get my platform, when am I going to be able to speak and talk, although you're very excited about that, and you should be, but how can you do right by God?
3: Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I'm, I want to serve him well, and I want, I want to, you know, you talked about that thing you said about public safety. I have to, I have to chew on that a little bit because, I never thought of the body Christ as the
2: public. You know, it's the church. It's not the public. Wow, that's a great statement. And that is how most people think because we're not, we are not taught to take responsibility for the words that come out of our mouth because we blame God. Now, in any other field, if somebody said a voice told them to do something, they'd probably be locked out.
0: Yeah. Without
2: being able to substantiate. Well, the doctor, watched it. I don't know, voice she told me. Wait, what? Huh? Well, where where did you get training for any of those things? And so because the spirit realm is real, God is real, mm-hmm. there's substance. We may not be able to see it, but that doesn't mean that it is not real. Wow. Invisible does not mean imagination. Yeah. And so the training is going to help you and equip you to, one, teach you and train you and educate you on the our our founding fathers.
3: Yeah, we have some. We, we have, have
2: one. Whole whole Bible. That yeah. We've founding
3: fathers. I lots of them.
2: Mm-hmm. And the government of God, He's the lawgiver. We talk. We we fall right into don't be legalistic, don't do this, don't do that. And so what we do is we really sell ourselves short. We do. And so we have talked ourselves out of even the magnitude of this office. When you get a training, you're going to find out first of all what prophets can do beyond prophesying.
3: Yeah, I'm what looking is, forward to that. What
2: is expected of them? Have you ever asked yourself, Venetia? Uh, why haven't we seen another Daniel? Why haven't we really seen Elijah? Why haven't – you know, I can't save anything from sinking in a puddle, much less pull an asset of make it float. Well, why haven't we – what do they know about their offices that we're missing as contemporary prophets? But
3: see, Prophet Ashley, that's what I was trying to tell you. I was trying to say, we don't have any of those things because it's New Testament prophets. And New Testament doesn't need all of that stuff from prophets. Why not? I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I can't figure it out. And But that's the only thing I can conclude. That's what people say. New Testament prophets, not the same as Old Testament prophets.
2: Well, that's a common commentary, isn't it? It really is.
3: But it's not Bible. Well, I'm excited. It's
2: not Bible. i, I, I you saying. Know, Dr. Price said this. I'm telling you, you're going to love this woman. Good boy. She said the difference between Old Testament and New Testament prophets. You want to know? I want to know. The powerful statement, again, which made me go on pause for a very long time. Old Testament prophets of the Lord Jesus Christ were called to one nation. New Testament prophets, as we call them, are to the world. Jesus came, Stop. stopped. See, that's exactly what I did. Stop. You're kidding me. If you had a microphone. Yes, because Jesus came to get this whole thing unlocked from one people group. That's the difference. Oh, that's powerful. Okay, now you've got me. You hooked me.
3: I am hooked. I'm going to be able to talk just like you when I'm done. You watch it. I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to talk just like you. Well, I hope you do, because we need more of
2: us. Yes. We need as many. and, And I was like you, actually, I was probably less than that. When I met Dr. Price, I was raised AG, good old evangelical girl. I heard about prophets maybe once a year in a Sunday school class, like one class (laughs) for a minute about edification and whatever, and that was all anybody knew. It was a mystery to everybody I knew what a prophet was.
3: Wow. Well, I have to say I thank you so much for – I hope I wasn't too hard on you. You know, I wanted to give you those tough questions. I hope I wasn't too hard on you. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you so much, Profit Ashley. I'm going to
2: the website right now. What is that again? www.drpaulaaprice.com. And you're going to click on the slide that says P-A-Q. It has big letters. You cannot miss it. And then click on the option to be added to the list. So whenever it comes out, again, top of next week, whenever, you are instantly notified.
3: I'm excited. I cannot wait. Thank you. So much. I'm going to get right on it. Okay, folks, so there you have it. You have what the PAQ is about, why prophets. do Sometimes just just seeing it in action helps. What I want to do is give you an opportunity to ask your questions because you may have a few more that we did not answer. And if that is so, ask your questions about prophetic education, about prophet education as distinguished from prophetic education. Ask your questions about assessments and and, uh, service, ask your questions about mentorship and and operations and office. If you have any questions that we didn't cover, then let us know. And if you want to just take a few moments and let us know what you think about what we just did, our little role play, let me know, because we want to be uh, clear with you on what this is all about. So ask your questions and also make your comments. Uh, prophet Ashley is ready. to. Didn't she do a great guy, job, guys? You know, she and she rolls with me. This is what, you know, 17 years of, of uh, a, a relationship has done. She rolls with me very well. You know, and we definitely can't wait for Venetia to take on that chief prophet because that chief prophet likes Venetia. <laughs> Those are our
2: favorite kind of students. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, the first question, which is a very good question, is, how do they get to the
3: training? And is the training online? Excellent, excellent. The training is online because we do want this to be available globally. We want a global prophetic, um, and, a, and I want to say, polished, competent force that God can rely on, that the Lord Jesus can use, that distinguishes itself from all of the other other things and the other functions. Uh, in the in the body type, and also what we've come to know as profit. So, yes, it's online. When you finish your assessment you, and it's submitted, you will get an opportunity to have a 30-minute post-assessment advisement with one of our advisor profits. These are people who have taken the training, who have already passed the assessment, who have been doing this for more than, what, almost 10 years now, almost 10 years they have been doing this, you will get an opportunity to spend 30 minutes with them by phone. When you do, before that 30 minutes is up, they're going to offer you. Okay. 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 When you get that 30-minute call with that advisor, our profit advisor, they're going to offer you an opportunity to uh, customize your training and to become your trainer based on your specific results. These are not just canned. While there are a lot of similarities and overlaps, there are still that element of uniqueness that responds to your prophetic needs and that answers your assessment responses, adequacies, and inadequacies. All
2: right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did you say you said training was over the phone and everything like
3: that? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, well, let me clarify that. Once you say yes to the trainings, I want to clarify, once you say yes to the training, then you meet with your advisor periodically, usually once a month at minimum. Some people want twice, but usually once a month. But guess what's the best part of that? You are the only student in the class. It is all about your development during that time period. You do not have to share that time with anyone, or you, and you don't have to feel uncomfortable about where your progress is. So it is by phone, it's online, and it's accessible globally.
2: Okay, let me show the audio didn't go out there. Okay, um, does it confirm your prophetic prototype? Huh. If you mean prototype,
3: um, meaning the actual type of prophet you are, whether you're literary or – visionary or academic or scholastic Just to that question is yes. It literally, it it places you as a prophet, it places you in your prophetic sphere, it places you with your prophetic complement. There is a list. You literally get a list. It says the type of prophet you are, how you hear from God, how God responds, what type of audience or people group you're most suited to, how your mantle works. So, yes, it's pretty thorough.
2: Okay, very good. And uh, let's see, how do you know if you're called to be a profit? Well, the step one would be to
3: take the MAQ. The MAQ is the Minister's Assessment Questionnaire, and its function is to locate you within the spectrum of the five-fold. Because once you take the process Of The PAQ, the process assessment, it is going to respond to you as if you are already a confirmed prophet. So if you're not a prophet, unless you score very poorly, and I want to come back to that in a moment, but unless you score very poorly, it's going to give you only prophetic information. So it actually affirms you as a prophet, even if you're not, because you shouldn't take it if you're not sure. If you are unsure, then you should go to the MAQ. It has been our experience that everybody should start with the MAQ to confirm themselves, because you don't need to spend the money if the, if the MAQ doesn't recognize you as a prophet. So you want to start there. But let's say you go to the PAQ because you were like Venetia, you just you know it all, you got it all, you've already assessed yourself, you're straight, you only need this this tool to confirm you. If you are not a prophet and you take this assessment, it will literally tell you you're not. It's going to tell you, uh-uh, you're not. If you get a certain amount of, of scores that are below prophetic range, then it's going to tell you that you lack the aptitude for the office or the gifting of a prophet. Because even if you are a baby prophet, it will pick you up. Mm-hmm. If you are a just-awakening prophet, it will pick you up. But if you are not, it will refer you to the MAQ anyway. So that it will, it will tell you, you, are, you, have, you know, there are no prophetic – inklings, aptitudes reflected in your responses, we suggest you take the Minister's Assessment Questionnaire so we can rightly place you. Anything else? Okay. Did did you all enjoy that?
2: Yes.
3: (laughs) We finally got an opportunity to ask. I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to give you a sense of it because there is is no more um, responsive group in the five-fold than the prophets. I have concluded that the prophets are the most responsive group in the entire fivefold spectrum. They respond faster, they think quickly, they resolve and process information quickly, which is all due to the nature of that spirit that God gives them for his service in his divine communications office. However, there is also, I don't think, a a more abused or more misunderstood office than the prophetic. We're going to talk about um, prophet office abuse this evening on Prophetic Ed. I'm going to share something with you that you definitely want to know. You know, we're covering the Prophet's Dictionary. We're coming up with terminology out of the Prophet's Dictionary, and we're tying it to a common historical commentary, traditional beliefs and perspectives, and contemporary service. We're doing that every week. Well, this week we want to stay within that vein, but I want to talk to you about abuse of the prophet's office. Abuse of office, abuse of power, and not and neglect. Because uneducated prophets are actually neglected. That's how scripture presents them. They're neglected. You know, we often like to talk about Amos actually. We like to talk about Amos all the time. You know, well, you know Amos, God just calls him, but God called Amos because the entire institution had locked him out. Right. He didn't call Amos to be a prophet. He called Amos to be a messenger. That's why Amos says, I'm no, I'm no prophet, neither am I a son of a prophet. Mm-hmm. But he prophesied, and his prophecy was what God needed to speak out and to declare to the ruling powers of the day. And so when you are on two things that God prefers, God prefers you to be educated. He prefers that. The, as a prophet, as any, by any servant, he prefers, oh, he said every servant of the Lord must be apt to teach. What do you teach? What do you assign you to do? Okay, so he prefers that. And then he prefers you to be accountable, and then lastly, he prefers you to be covered. And those three things protect his institution, they protect his people, but more importantly, they protect his reputation. And today's prophets, today's ministers, rarely seem interested in protecting God's reputation. Okay, Prophet Ashley, it's on you. I know you have some feedback on all the. Did I work you, girl? Did I work you? Mm -hmm.
2: I count on these things. <laughs> Keep sharp.
3: What are some of the comments that you were seeing as we were going through this?
2: Oh, um, you know, actually I was kind of talking more yeah. to you than watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the uh, positive feedback, appreciating the role play, <laughs> being entertained by the role play, but uh, thanking for the explanation and understanding of what the PAQ, what the assessments in general are for. Why they should do it, we have a clear understanding that we are facing an entire belief system that has been planted into the body of Christ from the time they're saved. Mm -hmm. God doesn't take all of that. He's just here to love you, come as you are, stay as you are, maybe get a little bit worse these days. And, hey, it's okay. And uh, anybody who tries to impose any kind of rules on you, they're just being legalistic. We have all these things that we're working against. And so people who instinctually will say, yes, I should do that, I don't know why they're wrestling with why they don't. Huh, good point. And a lot of times, I believe, it is because they are fighting the words of their leaders mm-hmm. who have constantly told them, basically, you're going against God if you want to impose standards or if you want to establish rules and policies and procedures, and that's corporate, and corporate is anti-Christ, and all these things that we are taught, sometimes directly from the pulpit, subtly, in other messages and conversations and ways, so when something like this comes along, there's a conflict. Hmm. Am I going against... Now, did you feel like you were going against your pastor to get your MBA? No, Probably not. No, no, no. Did you think you were going against your pastor to get your master's degree? or your undergrad, or whatever, sending your kids to special schools in the summer, do you think that was accomplished? No, no, no. Go, little Johnny, go. Yes, we're going to hold Sister So-and-so up in prayer. She is getting her higher education. But when it comes to the things of God, there is a lot of threat. Mm. I think a lot of people feel threatened by it because we have gotten by a long time without prying eyes, measuring us
0: Mm -hmm. on how
2: we're doing, how we're really doing in this job. Now, statistics will tell the truth,
0: too.
2: Mm-hmm. No, no. More people are leaving the church. More people are, are, are leaving charismatic, going back to denomination. Divorces are as high or higher in the church than they are outside of the church.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Can I do a plug for your webinar well, on yes. Uh, yes, yes. marriage and ministry and women and men and everyone you have? Oh, I do want to say, on your Facebook, On my Facebook. Apostle Paula Price, this is a new feature. I love all these things that they're doing called offers, and so people now, starting today, go to your Facebook, I set up a few offers, Hmm. Uh, there's now the way out there, tab links on the side, so you scroll down to the one that says offers, or if they just look in your feed, they're showing up at the top of your feed, there is the online offer that we have from PPM Global, from your online store, about getting 20% off of a product if they register for the event. Yes the June event our prophetic event. And then there's a, a coupon code for 15% off of the intercessors bundle because you did two or three webinars on prayer and intercession. Mm-hmm. They're already marked down. And then an additional 15% off of that mm-hmm. from now until the end of April. Now the event 20% off is until tomorrow.
3: Okay.
2: But the other one is through the end of April and then when the new monthly that we have going on that will be up there too. But they can always be checking those offers because some offers we made this offer on your Facebook. People might just have to go there again. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. And I'll tell you, you know, I appreciate your answer. Something that you said that really hit home when you talked about. Um, the whole idea that we should not be excellent for God. You know, the warfare of God against Jesus Christ is so interesting. One day I'm going to step out on the, out of the boat and preach on the internal Antichrist. Woo! Because, see, Jesus has a lot of friendly right. fire. Yes. And he has a lot of, you know, familial adversaries people who mean him. but he said that. He said, they are going to be people who kill you who think they're doing my yes. service. Yes. Okay? They're going to think they're blessing me real good. They're going to be people who just hate me because they hate me. And so I want us to think a little different. But while you're looking for the huge antichrist, you know, um, this is part of our scriptural organic teaching. You're looking for this, this single individual. You need to understand that before the persona shows up, the influence, must do its work. The influence primes you for conversion. Case in point, God was sending Jesus, Mm -hmm. the persona, the person. And so God was sending Jesus, but in order to prepare people for Jesus, they had to, God sent John the Baptist. And John the Baptist came and primed the people's hearts, minds, and souls for the Messiah. Well, you know, the enemy can only learn from his creator like the rest of us. He, he's, not, he's not an originator, okay? So, um, so God, he does the same thing. A lot of what she just said about no education, about not having to, you know, the prophetic, not needing all of that, even the role play that you saw, that had a lot to do with you being against how Christ does, does things, not against Christ. But against how Christ really does things because it's been reworded for you or remodeled for you, reformed, if you will. So you don't realize that you are operating against Christ and it's not your intent.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It is not your intent. It is not your heart. It is not your idea, which is why we're always in repentance now. God, I didn't know. I just didn't know. Man, my father said it, the singer said it. The prophet, the bishop, everybody told me so, and then I read the Bible and oh. you know, I was deep in their cult. Didn't know. I was deep in the occult and did not know it was against Jesus Christ because anti means against, at verse 2. And I didn't know, and after I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I went home that night, and God woke me up praying in tongues. I must have prayed. I couldn't even stop praying in tongues, and then told me to get the Bible. Well, before I'd gotten the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I had started reading the Bible. Now, I didn't get a lot of it, but I was reading it anyway. I went there, and he took me to Manasseh and the Bible who taught Israel to worship the whole host of heaven. Well, I, part of my, my inclination, my fling my, for, uh, for, for, was astrology. I had books upon books upon books. I had a huge 100-pound plaque on my wall. It was serious for me because when I'm in it, I'm in it, and I'm in it to take over. So I did that. And I'm telling you, I read Manasseh. I want to say it's um, Second Kings twenty-one, and I remember reading Manasseh and reading what he did and how the people turned on God and how they no longer knew their God. And I'm reading that, and I—that was my first, um, forgive me, my second time of experiencing true, true repentance. And I'm sitting there reading this Jesus that I love, and. I'm a Christian. I'm a Baptist girl, so I'm a Christian. And I'm sitting there, and hot tears start running down my face. When you really repent, oh, you're not trying to find an excuse. You're not even trying to be you, you – do not even trying to be forgiven. That's why you don't think about it. And so these hot tears started running down my face. I mean, I didn't boo-hoo. I just kept saying, Jesus, I am so sorry. I didn't know. And I, and I read that chapter. I mean, I read what he did, how he did it, and then I, over and over again. And these tears wouldn't stop. And then this heaving, this unbelievable heaving came from my soul. I never cried like that before, never. And I kept saying, but I love you. I'm not trying to offend you. But nonetheless, I had a practice that was against him. It was an anti-Christ practice. Some of us have antichrist beliefs. We're not against Jesus. We just have antichrist beliefs. We have antichrist practices. We have antichrist appetites and desires. And we're waiting for this great big person. How do you think he's going to take over the church? He's going to take over the church because he blinds the church. And so I'm saying to you, you're not trying to offend God. Even as a prophet, you all aren't trying to say, okay, well, let me go tear up the Lord. No, you're not trying to do that at all. But by the same token, you are primed by people who are anti prophetic, anti prophet, anti prophecy. And you've got to recognize that. And you're also primed by people who are. Unruly. You know, unruly folks don't like rules, period. The person who is unruly, they're not just unruly and prophetic. They've been unruly all their days. And all day, they've got a whole track record of that. So I would encourage you, as you um, come back and listen to this again and again, ask yourself how many of your beliefs are really your own? How many of them are what God said to you? Is there anything you'd like to say before we go to Prophet
2: Amen.
3: Amen. All right. Any comments that we want to have on the air? Because some of them are so good. Amen. Okay. Prophet Adia, did we do it to you? I think I left you some wiggle room here, girl. My goodness. You know what?
6: I don't know if there's anything left to be said today. So, so it was a powerful demonstration. I think the conversation really helped people connect the dots about the PAQ. So I'm really looking forward to seeing these PAQs come in and uh, these prophets getting into their place and, and finding where they belong. So I think that it was very empowering today. Um, and encouraging for those out there that were listening and were maybe on the fence about taking the PAQ, and now they, you know, I think they can cross over the fence and definitely make a decision to take this assessment. Okay. You guys will not regret it. It's a powerful tool. So listen to what Dr. Price has said today. Listen to what Prof. Ashley has admonished you to do. And don't hesitate. As soon as this becomes available, make sure you're one of the first in line to take
3: it. Well, Profit Ashley, let me ask you this: What was the one thing that you appreciated most about your assessment results? I know it was a long time ago because you've been a Profit for a little while. Me, a prophet, indeed. Uh, i meant Profit deal. Okay. Um One of one
6: of the first things. Can you say that we're, we were – tell me – I'm sorry, say that one more time, because my you were talking so about it, actually, that? in my mind, and so I I know, we're just a, I know,
3: right? What was the thing that stood out the most about, to you about your assessment results when you took them?
6: Oh, wow. Um, I think one of the things that stood out to me the most is, is the nuances about my personality, my prophetic personality, if you will, that it caught. Um, it caught everything that I do the teaching aspects, the praise and worship, um, the analytical nature, all of it, the literary, everything that I could have imagined. It caught even the smallest aspects of my prophetic um, expression it picked it up. Um, it, it picked it up. It picked up my strengths. It picked up my weaknesses, um, down to a T it's always very, um, almost, I don't like to use the word scary, but it's, you're taken aback a little bit because you're thinking to yourself, how did it know that from those questions? But it, it can go down to the crevices of just who you are, how God flows with you, and it gives you better articulation. Because at the end of the day, we don't really know how to articulate exactly everything that we do. And this assessment does it for you. Um, but it pinpoints your nuances to a T. So I think that that was one of the most impressive things to me.
3: What about you quickly? Hmm. <laughs> First of all, tell them what kind of prophet it found you out to be. Uh, chief prophet. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm the assistant chief prophet. Chief <laughs> prophet. So that was good. <laughs> that came up. I think we were all like, whoo. <laughs> and praise <laughs> <and> him <laughs> hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It picked up on my drama. Yeah. I have a degree in drama, and that shows up as parabolic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the dramatic element, so it's no surprise that I cannot get out of those media Not that I'm trying to. <laughs> But I so always like jump in with both feet, and that arena talks to me. It picked up my uh, coaching and consultation. Uh, and now this, when we, when I took it, the last time I took it was before we were doing this job. Mm-hmm. And when I went back a couple years ago and just reread it, and then last year reread it again, because so you can read and read and read and read. And now it's because I'm an advisor, I, I can't take these. <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed <laughs> so that. Said, I see. gotta go. <laughs> what was taken less, But, hey, I did come up advanced prophet. Mm-hmm. As you assistant chief. that was also Like, pray God. Yes. Uh, but because it is prophetic, it speaks into your life for years. Yeah, it does. And things that it picked up then that were nowhere near manifesting in my life are showing up, now I am doing on an advanced professional level. Or an advanced prophetic level, and now even picked up the apostolic, transitioning into apostleship. Mm-hmm. The governmental piece, the governmental elements,
0: yeah. it
2: all showed up. And like Propheticia said, I'm answering these questions like I was just right. You know? <laughs> I know, right. Just like everybody else. I wonder what this is going to say. Hmm.
3: Yes, and you know, what I thought was amazing is that I have three prophets, and it picked you up as very governmental, you know, and it, you know, and I thought about that, it picked up chief as very governmental. I think
2: it picked
3: the prophet here, because it's right? Ecclesial priestly prophet. <laughs> yes. She came up as a priestly prophet, and and it fit her because we were like, yeah, she always going to be the wrong. We got to be church, right? So, which made her very qualified to be a church prophet. So I know that we've taken a lot of time, but you know what? Some of you all have questions about your destiny, and many, many prophets have a, uh, a challenge with where they fit. I always say you can be in your calling and in the wrong sphere and still fail as if you've missed your calling. And so this helps you do that. As you heard us say, picked up drama, it will pick up your environment, the best environment your mantle mix works within. And so you don't want to miss this. And I put the time in for us to do this. We're going to play it again and again and again. It will become our quote-unquote infomercial on the PAQ because you all need to know why it's worth it. But you also should know why hell doesn't want you to take it. Because when you're in your place as a prophet, you are a formidable force. You are a force to be reckoned with. Hallelujah. Well, Periscope, we spent some time together. I hope this was a blessing to you. I know I enjoyed it. And what we're going to do now is shift over to Blog Talk Radio. When you get over there, don't forget to hit that one if you want to talk to me and ask me some questions. While we're doing this transition, Prophet Adia D is going to bring you up to speed on what's going on. In our world called Dr. Paula Price, P A Q, M A Q, and we can go on with some alphabet. Q Q and Q Q idea. God bless you. And we'll move on to the second half of the show.
6: All right, guys, as you're transitioning, if you would like to speak with Dr. Price in this Second hour, we just need you to press number one right now, so that we can go ahead and get to your calls. We want to welcome you to the Paula Price Show. We broadcast every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Paula Price Show. Again, that address is blogtalkradio.com slash paula price show. You can RSS feed to the website so that you never miss an episode and you're always notified when the show is about to go live. So again, visit us online, blogtalkradio.com slash paula price show and RSS feed to the website so you can be notified every time the show's about to go live. If you're an iTunes subscriber, you can subscribe to the Paula Price Show podcast on your podcast app. So definitely do that for us. It means that you'll have instant access to all the show archives. 24 7 and each time a new show is up it's usually available by end of day on the podcast app so you can take price show with you listen in your car listen during your workout listen anywhere you are so download the paula price show via your itunes podcast app you can also on your droid um, there are a few options for podcasts on droid so our droid users you can use any of your podcast apps to look up the paula price show and it will be available via your podcast services so So take the Paul Price show on the go and listen to it anywhere by downloading the podcast. All right, want to let you know a few announcements about the Women's Weekend that's coming up. You heard Dr. Price mention it a little bit earlier. Women of God, this is happening the 14th and the 15th of April right here in T-Town in Tulsa. You can go online to DrPaulaAPrice.com so that you can get your registration details. The hotel is only $89 per night. The event is going to be starting in the late afternoon on Friday, going through uh, the early afternoon on Friday. Saturday, uh, so we encourage you to join us. The theme this year is Restoring Your Womanhood. If you'd like to check out last year's Women of Dominion weekend, you can do so online by clicking that option on DrPaulaAPrice.com called Train Me. If you visit all of her webinars, you will see the Women's Restoration Weekend right there with the other webinars, and you can check out what you missed last year. But we don't want you to miss this year, so make sure you go online and register today. Dr. Paula A. Price Price.com. Last but certainly never least, our June uh, Prophetic Training Institute is coming up. It, we're going to blink, and it's going to be here. It's going to be right around the corner. Make sure you take advantage of the deals. Early Bird only goes through May 1st. So right now, Early Bird is the best deal to take advantage of. The indiv- individual price for Early Bird is $99. If you wait till after the 1st of May, it's going to go up to 125 So don't wait. Make sure you register during, under that Early Bird special. It's now through May May 1st. We also want to let you know that our groups of 5 or more or groups of 10 or more, that price never expires. You can you can register for that price right up into the day of the event. So if you're taking a group of 5 or more, the registration drops to $89. If you're bringing a group of 10 or more, then the registration is $75 per person. So you can contact us if you'd like more information about groups, or you can just register your group right there online at DrPaulaAPrice.com. So click that online and get yourself registered for this year's Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it back to Prophet Ashley, but remember, press that number one if you'd like to talk to Dr. Price in this second hour. Prophet Ashley, back to you.
2: All right, thanks, Prophet Adia. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
7: New Era Apostleship Restitution, or NEAR, is a kingdom collaborative founded by Dr. Paula Price that unites God's New Era ministries, visions, and ventures Businesses and professionals in powerful, productive, and profitable ways that are mutually beneficial to all involved. Based on your level of membership, joining MIR will give you access to assessment-based coaching and mentorship, personal ministry training and education, ministry credentialing and accreditation, spiritual covering and intervention, vision and ministry development, business and professional development, and more. Visit com for membership and benefits information. That's www.joineer.com.
6: Hey guys, this is Miss Adia from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday we post a brand new episode full of God's power, full of God's Word, just for kids ages 8 through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose, destiny, and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Paula Price, host of the Paula Price Show reminding you to revisit last week's program at blogtalkradio.com backslash Paula Price Show.
1: Dr. Paula Price invented an online assessment series that took Bible ministers' core attributes and requirements and created insightful questions that tells you how God created you to serve His kingdom. The Minister's Assessment Questionnaire determines your dominant gifts and faculties, the temperaments that best fit them, character assets, competence level and reliability, mastery, accuracy, and more. The Prophetic Aptitude Questionnaire is tailor-made to identify your mantle, sphere, emphasis, classification, communication style, delivery maturity, readiness, and more. Don't wait. Take your assessment right after today's show at www.ppmglobalresources.com. If you are a leader wanting to assess your team, visit the site to schedule a demonstration or call 877-419-1299 and ask for Chief Profit Tala Price to discuss our group options.
8: Dr. Paula A. Price does it again with Before the Garden. God's Eternal Continuum. In her customary exhaustive style, she breaks the seal on yet another striking dimension of Christian faith and truth. Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum is aptly dubbed the history of eternity as revealed in scriptures because it captures and tells the story of eternity from its founder's perspective. Order your copy today and give us your feedback. Tell us how Before the Garden revolutionized your walk with Christ at www.beforethegarden.com. Do you have an upcoming conference or want to order a supply for your bookstore? Now is the perfect time to order copies for your network, mentees, or friends. Just pick up the phone and dial 877-419-1299, extension 1001, and ask for Adia Peterson to get bulk discount orders and place your order today.
2: Okay, we are back with the second hour of the Paula Price Show. Counting down, this is the last episode of year three. Next week, we will be going into year four. Uh -uh.
3: We are, in fact, going into year four. Amen. Isn't that
2: wonderful? Yes, it is. It it is wonderful, considering we didn't think we last two weeks.
3: (laughs) I, I know that's right, and here we are. And, and Ashley, you've been ta- you've been keeping tallies of how many re we've had over there
2: over our three-year period of time, isn't that true? Oh yes, yes. Blog Talk Radio has become quite popular, and um, over two hundred thousand just from Blog Talk. That doesn't include Facebook. That doesn't include now Periscope or any of those other views. Just Blog Talk Radio. So we are catching on isn't that powerful we're
3: catching yes on. it is and I'm, I'm excited about that and that's because of you you know we we i've moved to facebook ashley we have moved to uh uh periscope and all of the other ones but blog talk is where it all began which is why we're making a big deal about our celebration of our anniversary month
2: and you said you had some
3: plans planned
2: Oh, yes. We have some fun things planned. One, we are doing a top 20 of blog talk radio shows. Now, we have, I think, over 370 uploads of shows of various things up there over the last four years, three years that we've been up. And so I pulled 20 of them. Now, I say top 20 because it's the top 20 that I really liked. Some of them because of topic, others because of statistics, how many other people really like them. And so each weekday in April, there are 20 weekdays, and an episode is going to be emailed out, a link to go back and listen, and it's also going to be posted all over your social media of what that top 20 show is for that day. And so we want everyone to share, recap, hey, you might hear you. (laughs) <laughs> some of our blunt You may have been the caller that day that Dr. Price ministered to. We also have some other fun things happening locally on the set as well as testimonials throughout the month. So it's it's a shaping up to be quite the celebratory month. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Do I get balloons? Would you like balloons?
3: I don't know. It's a celebration. You know, I can't have the cake, so can I have a balloon?
2: I think we could do balloons. We might be able to do a cake. Hey, (laughs) why not? A healthy one, no doubt. Well, I thank you. You know, I appreciate the top 20 being being tagged the (laughs) Ashley-like. You know, I love it. (laughs) Well, you know, because usually top 20 is like statistics or whatever alone, but... Some of them had such a high, uh, sometimes, uh, uh, feedback as far as comments, response, and other shows had the numbers to them, but um, they were like the diversity. I was like, oh, yeah, and then I had to stop myself because I could have really went to, like, the top 100, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we've been really powerful, and the Lord has blessed us with with the Black Talk radio show, and we want to thank you all. I personally want to thank you, and I'm sure Prophet Ashley does as the producer. We want to thank you for being there for us and helping us be there for you. It's been a blast, and with that statement, I'd like to take our first caller.
2: All right, Dr. Price, well, today's first caller, I would say, is a bit of a surprise, but probably not, because you always seem to know when people are coming through the pipeline, because, well, that is who you are. But this is James. He is back in the U.S. of A., and he would like a prayer for a journey to Israel. James, welcome back to the Paula Price Show.
9: Happy anniversary, but you need a crown to go with that balloon and a rose.
3: I Well, then, you know what? Hey, drop it in the ear of the uh, producer. Maybe she'll find me one.
9: <laughs> well, everything I want to say for the record with what you said basically came to pass. And I just feel because of the time and factors that basically what you shared with me the last time, the visitation encounter did happen. Right now, he's had me. The gods had me be very careful about long term commitments with the things that you basically just shared but it's been a supernatural stripping process. And it's like in the spirit right now, I'm in like spiritual incognito, meaning he's hiding me. But it's like I'm being relaunched. But what I'm basically going to ask for prayer about, because I see him sending me back to the Holy Land, but I need his wisdom and favor as far as his directive. He's given me the directives of what I need to do, but it's been basically what you would say closely under wrap. But what I wanted to just share with you that I appreciate the prophetic aspect of what you govern, but what I've seen with what's been on your show, I appreciate the apostolic government aspect of you being the apostle on the show and basically beyond that, that you legislate. So I'm going to let you know overall that I appreciate that a lot, but I would like your prayers as far as the wisdom and the execution and what I need to hook up with and what I can do without.
3: Uh, Okay, so tell me this. First of all, James, thank you for your kind words and your encouragement. And, you you know, you send me great encouragement, and it's always right on time. I tell my folks, I said, we can go without um, making any kind of contact, James, for three, four months uh, or so, and yet the day God's getting ready to move me into another place or whatever, often, frequently, I would have to say at least 85% of the time, I can go there, middle of the night, there you are. So I have to say thank you for the encouragement and and, and, uh, and your words of wisdom over the last several months for sure. I want to say this to you, though, James. Um, God says, and I don't know what this means, he said, but be friendly. Um,
0: uh-huh.
3: Sometimes when we are very um, clear on what God gives us to do, we tend to be a little... Um, little too married to our ideas as we've heard them. I hear God uh-huh. saying, tell, be friendly, because he's going to send you some counselors. And however way you hear God's assignment, you have to, be, and I've learned this over the years, I wish I could tell you I knew it before, but I did it. But you have to be aware that for prophecy to come to pass, God's got to give you the plan, he's got to give you the picture, he's got to give you the person. Uh-huh give you the provisions and then lastly the people and mm-hmm. so when people show up is when you need to be ready to work with their part of the plan purpose provision and etc because god's also been talking to them now i'm speaking by the holy ghost right now so i'm telling you Amen. that god's Going to send you counselors. you have got to be quiet and listen, even though you're very clear because you have very vivid pictures of what god wants you 've got to listen to their piece of it if you have the the sky, somebody else has the ground if you have the the uh, the ground someone else has the clouds if you have, so someone else have the clouds, you have the trees, but God says. Allow others to fill in the picture because even though God is talking to them, we can often be a little bit off-putting with people when we are convinced of our comprehension of what God wants us to do. So the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is be still. Let them get it out first. Let them paint it out. And then be the prudent man that you have asked God to make you and go back to your world and your room and pray over it and listen to how God will will blend it without blurring the line, but he will blend it so that the people he assigned to help you will feel valued and necessary and not just feel useful.
9: Amen. I just want to tell you that I thank you very much, not only for your obedience, but with everything that's been there, is that I just want to tell you everything that you said, even before and after, has been very relevant. So I appreciate that about you that much more. But just know that the best is yet to come.
3: Amen. Now, let me pray. You can't go, because, you know, I mean, I need to find out when are you going back to Israel? When are you leaving? Do you have a plan yet? Or is this what you making? Well,
9: Right now, he's having me to basically go back towards the end of summer, sometime around July or August. But the thing, what I got in my spirit is like right now, it's like he's put me on hold, if that makes sense. It was like what he told me, and I was being obedient in that because when I messaged you on Messenger, he said to get a hold of you. So that's why I'm with everything else, because when you mentioned about the prayer portals and the certain other things, a lot of what you share is not being taught in the majority of churches, because a lot of it. What I want to stick up for you for what you've said, what to show me about you, because what he said about instructions, those that have basically followed the instructions of the Holy Ghost that are in you prosper. Those that deviated, they have themselves to blame. And the reason why I'm saying this to give God the glory and to basically give Him what he's doing with what you shared. I thank you for saying friendly because that gives me an idea what to do. So most likely right now, I would be going back in around July or August, just to put it to you honestly.
3: Okay, then we're going to pray towards that end. And while you're in the – you say he has you quiet. I think you're in incubation. I think God is incubating you for the next thing he wants to do. So what we're going to pray is that during your incubation period, everything that God wants to do, he's going to do. when God got ready to – let me back up. When God gets ready to alter us before he – launches us again or relaunches us, he always incubates. He's got to take off the old. He's got to take off the first vision so he can get the next vision. He's got to take off the old guard to put on the next guard. So you're going to be in a very interesting period of flux, and it's going to be a good thing. But in that, God's going to talk about you being patient with people the way he wants to use them, and the way he's given you the gift of approaching them and working with them. I'm telling you, you are going to get the vision happening. You just have to let God walk it out through this 24-7, 365 window. God says just be patient and be friendly. I, I keep, He keeps saying that. That means that there are people who are only going to move by emotion or by their sentiments or by their affection for you. And so as you build up, a pool of people who have a warm affection for you. The battles that you fought the last time, the resistance that you faced, even the injustices—I see a major injustice—even that, all of that will be uh, will be sequestered if you allow God to bring out that that a, that a friendliness side of yours that makes people respond affectionately. Whatever this group is that you're going to deal with. They are not in for the, you know, the head-button thing. They are people who, who like sociability and relationship, and that's what he wants you to master. So in your incubation period, you and God are going to talk about those kinds of protocols and etiquette and, and, and strategies so that you can move in, with this next dimension of what he's assigned you, you can move in the master's plan.
9: The other thing I wanna let you know that you're right on in order to go good on this because the friendly part, I just want you to know, and I think you know my spirit well enough, I'm not a type of person that's gonna bite someone's head off, but underneath where I'm at, I am compassionate, but it's like where you're at when you basically mentioned about the friendly part, I would just say, keep that in prayer because I'm not the big bad wolf or anything like that, not to justify anything, but I feel in order for this to go forward, that um, I would say from what you're just sharing, that I would be sensitive to that no matter where the person is at, if that makes sense.
3: Well, actually, it does. I'm going to say this and then we'll move into prayer, James. What I'm thinking is, I don't think you were abusive. I don't even think you were offensive. I think you were driven. And when you're driven, being a driven woman that I am, you can be so <laughs> focused that. Getting the task done takes priority over the taskers or the people to carry them out. And so when I say that, I don't think you were abusive. I think that you were driven. And I think that when you're driven, we can sometimes unintentionally rush out over people. And so there's a place for that. I'm telling you that on this particular journey, friendship and friendliness is what's going to pay off.
9: Thank you. I really appreciate that much.
3: Okay, let me play. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you, Lord, for being our God, our guide, our strategist, our commander, and everything else that you are to see to it that we fulfill purpose in you, and you fulfill destiny in us. We thank you for that, God. I thank you for James. I thank you for the next round of training and conditioning and nurturing that he's going to receive from you. I thank you, Father, that he will be nurtured to become the friendship ambassador. he has to be that friendship ambassador, so I'm asking that you would strengthen and fortify, and even more define his ambassadorial sides and attributes, so that as he goes out in your name this time, and as he goes out on in your ventures, that he understands that you're doing things a little different, and that he's going to have to go on a new way and a new platform, and in that in that friendliness, in that friendship, in that a camaraderie, he will begin to garner the backing and the friendship and the the partners that he needs. And Lord, wherever there is a throwback to that drive and that passion that just wants us to get it done for you, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll prompt him and that you'll swap that out, spirit, or swap that out of his sentiments in the moment for what will achieve your ends. And I give you glory for it. We thank you for his prosperity. We thank you for his obedience. We thank you for his maturity because there's another level of ambassadorial maturity that he's got to attain to that he can bring home the prize to you, Lord Jesus. And we bless you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
9: Amen. Love you much, and happy anniversary again.
3: Yes, we love you too. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless prophet
5: Ashley. All right, Dr. Price. Ready for
3: who's next? Yes,
2: if you're ready, I'm ready. Well, I'm ready, so you're ready. All right. We have Carolyn from Florida on the line, and Carolyn is calling in for prayer for her living situation. Carolyn, welcome to the Paula Price show.
4: Thank you, prophet Ashley. Hi, Dr. Price. How are you? I am fine, Carolyn. How are you? I'm doing fine. First, I wanted to say, happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, Price. Happy anniversary to you.
3: <laughs> God bless you. Thank you.
4: <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Dr. Price. When well, I was calling in, and I may be a little um, vague in my um asking this question, but I was calling in concerning my current um, living situation. Um, my son really wants to um, move again and go back to the extended stay, but I didn't know if that was something that we should be um, moving right now again. Um, and also, I didn't want to, I guess, jeopardize the um, friendship that um, I have with my, with the person I'm living with, so I'm I'm just a bit confused because I think that if we stayed a little bit longer, that um, we could afford um, an apartment or something um, for for us of our own. But my son is just ready to go, and of course, if he goes, because he did find a job, as you stated. Um, it's a contractual agreement, but it is something that's paying pretty good right now. So without being um just want to be a little discreet in my talking, but I just want to know was it just time for us to move? It's only been about three weeks or should we try to stay and toughen it out?
3: Well, I'm gonna ask you two questions, Carolyn. The first question and related to what your A concern is um, what happens or what's going on with your son in that environment that makes him feel rushed to get out? Something is bothering him. What is it?
4: Um, Well, something changed, and I don't know what happened, but um, conversations over the phone with the um, homeowner it's just a little different than being here, and it's changed after a week. And I do believe he's seeing some things that have changed and some um, avoidance. He's seeing that. So, um,
3: so if I don't he's want to being say avoided, as, Does he feel me. like he's avoided or you're being avoided?
4: Yes, yes. So he's seeing okay, so, that, and it's bothering him.
3: Okay. Is your son, from what I understand, I think I already know the answer to this, but isn't your son prone to being very hypersensitive?
4: I I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know.
3: Well, let me say this. I will show you this. If he goes there, you know, it could well be I now, you know, if men, you know men are like that. I'm, I now have money to take care of my own. I want my own space. I want my own environment. I want to call the shots in my own world. So if he has the money for that, you're saying that he's doing well. If he has the money for that, then fine. If you tell him you don't want to move, he's liable to go and do it anyway because if he's unhappy there, he's unhappy. Uh, so, my, you know, it's always difficult living with people, and it's even mm-hmm. harder living off people, if you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. my suggestion to you is that if you all can get negotiate some sort of amazing arrangement with the extended stay, whereby you are able to still save money, that's fine. But, you know, and you should do it because there's nothing, you know, especially in today's when you're dealing with things like this, it may be The smartest move, you know, because people might have thought. Here's what I'm going to say to you, Carol, to be honest with you. People often say, Yeah, girl, when we're together, ooh, it's going to be good. We can pray together. And then the Lord, oh my gosh, this is going to be good. Girl, and I have you right here. We can enter (sighs) the street. That's all. We we make our decisions on our spiritual compatibility. But we don't give a lot of treaties to our. Carnal human compatibility. And now quit on We got dishes to do. We got we want you out to bed at a certain time. We want you to take out the garbage. We don't want you to eat something that night flat. We don't want we want the lights off at a certain time, television off, or we want to just talk and keep you up all night. You want to get some sleep. So there are a lot of human, just normal human habits that we never consider when we want to live with people. That's number one. And that's not just your 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 um host. It's also you because there are habits you have that don't that you're oblivious to and they don't bother you or they don't come up until they are they are exposed to other people. And so what I'm thinking is that you all made this decision on some spiritual euphoria and the thought that you're going to have this spiritual fest all the time. And life just doesn't go that way. We have roots. This just must be washed. Folks want you to turn off the television at a certain time or they don't want it so loud. People want their house maintained. They, sometimes they just don't like your, you and your spirit in their space. So sometimes they like you and not your spirit. And sometimes they like your spirit and they don't want you. And so, I would suggest that if your son feels as if there is no comfort for him or he has no place of comfort, uh, and he just might be a proprietary guy, then I don't see the problem with you getting your own because you will have to pay rent wherever you are. The long side of it is that you won't be able to save as fast for what you want, but he may have already accounted for that and decided it's still worth it for you to get out on your own. Um, but mm-hmm. I will tell you, everybody listening to me, saints are good for covenanting on spiritual things. They're good for covenanting on emotional things. But human habits are what they are. We are all habit people. We That's why we have, we are, you know, we, we are, what do you call it? We inhabit our bodies. You know, we are all habitual people. And sometimes, You think, you know, your habits work for you being alone, but your habits may not work for you being a roommate or a housemate, and not a lot of people have good roommate, housemate practice because, well, we don't expect it, and in our country, we're so blessed that we can, everybody can live by themselves. It's just unbelievable. May I suggest, before you do the extended stay that you all, if you're going to do an extended stay, which is, what, one or two bedroom staying anyway, may I suggest (laughs) that you all just get an efficiency apartment or a cheaper apartment, a smaller place. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're going to anyway, you know, I would suggest that.
4: Yes, we're looking into that um, also. And everything you said was correct because I I came in and I had to apologize for just wanting to um, help out because I saw a need. But... um, that's not the way they wanted. I just wanted to, to help. And I did have a conversation saying, please forgive me. I just wanted to um, just just help because I saw that um, it was needed. It was it was really, really needed and to help out so that when they, you know, return home, it wouldn't be so tired and things. But now I just um, stayed to myself and I stayed in a, a room and I just stayed to myself. But um, I, I just wanted to know. I didn't want to make – You know, a decision based on emotions, just emotions, saying, Well, you know, okay, I have to go. I still want to, I came in peace and I'm going to leave in peace, but I just really wanted to know if it was the enemy saying, You got to go again or what have you. So, because I don't want to make all these mistakes I have. Okay, so let me tell you what happened.
3: Because, you know, right now, I don't even have to be prophetic. You number one, you came in on the euphoria that God worked all these miracles for you, so you were excited. That's number one. Yes. Number two, you were very thankful and very grateful. Number yes. three, you took the the provision of a place to sleep as a as a you were meant to be a border and you wanted to be a full. So you started making all of these changes. You started shifting things around and cleaning it up because you figured, hey, I'm gonna yes. make this because. Grateful. You cannot just leave it on them. You cross boundaries you should not have crossed.
4: Yes, and I apologize and, for doing that.
3: Yeah, I know you did, but understand, because here's where, here's where we are. In every story, the first time we tell our story, we're the victim or we're the hero. But when we start exploring that thing with the eyes of the Holy Ghost, we realize we could have done a little differently. We could have pulled back a little more. Etc. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to all the other people that are listening. When mm-hmm. you are the first time to start doing a whole lot of major good deeds is right after God has blessed you. You have to be thoughtful of what God wants you to do. Because, see, you're so grateful you do not give away the car, the store, the building, and everything else. <laughs> now, if God tells you, that's fine. So you felt like, okay, so I don't really have the money, but I want her to know how happy I am. I'm going to clean yes. up my I'm going to go and put this on. I'm going to redo that. I shouldn't ask you to do that. Some people You're like right. this. I know. I, I, I have been with people who like their house cluttered, they like that. They, they, they <laughs> want it. To, they, it or either they have a special season, I only clean once a month, and I don't need you to clean before then or after then. You know, there are people like that. But the most important thing is you cannot leave this arrangement thinking that you are, again, a victim. I know your childhood, the whole adoption thing and all of that, think so you're going to walk mm-hmm. out here with that on and I don't want you to do that.
0: Okay.
3: Because if you walk out here like that, you will forget all of the greatness God did, and that familiar spirit will be back on your life. You really, you breached boundaries. You did not, you, you know, you didn't ask her whether she wanted the the, the the table moved, or did she want that dust? Did she like that dust mm-hmm. on okay. people like the table? Or right. whether she wanted her wash like that. Did she want her right. coat? No, and you didn't ask. And you needed to have asked. You were not there long enough to take that many liberties. Right, so she uh, she barely had an opportunity to get acclimated to you, whoever this person is, and so you and so you're offended, and you've got your son offended, and that that's not right. I'm sorry, but that is not how you want to leave that because if okay, you do right. you're in the stage for that familiar spirit to come back for you to be this oppressed, rejected, neglected, despised person, and that's not it. Okay. be a big person, allow this Amen. new soul work that God's done in you, allow it to shine. Be able to say, you know what? This isn't working out, and I'm as much to blame as anybody. I thank mm-hmm. you for giving us time. Thank you for forgiving me, and walk away with the lesson learned.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because
3: people get funny about their stuff. That's number one. Amen. And number two, they get funny about their space. If you decided I'm gonna do dishes while she wanted to watch TV or I'm gonna wash the do some laundry while she wants so all of those things have to be worked out in a in a long term living arrangement. Hey, we have to we fight about that when folks get married. And we can't nobody's gonna walk away that early in the game. And yeah, when you get married, I don't like this, I don't want you to touch that, don't do that, I don't want this. That's that's right. normal normal adjustment. And you can't bypass the adjustment rules or the adjustment protocols. Simply because you're enthusiastic.
4: Amen. I receive that, Dr. Price.
3: I just don't want you to go backwards in your soul. I'm not rebuking you. I understand the enthusiasm. I understand the gratitude. But I want you to know that sometimes we want to to reward people's kindness with what we think they want or what we would want if we were in their place. And sometimes people want their reward different from what we see. That's right. So I, I want you to do two things. As you all plan to leave, not only do you want to leave in the right spirit, but you're going to have to leave sharing your shoulder and your part of the load. And, so, I mean, even though your heart was in the right place, uh, hallelujah, because we all have had it, you, your heart was in the right place, your head should have investigated a little more and should have been a little more observant. So that's number one. Number two, I would like to see you leave with your son thoroughly understanding what went wrong that, had, that, that wasn't just about what they did to you.
4: Yes, yes. He even told me one time that you should not have um, organized that um, cabinet. You should not have done that. You just leave it as it was because that's the way they live. He even said that to me, and then I even went and apologized and, and talked it through, and I was fine. But he he said that he really did.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and some here's the thing: you apologize. And that's fine, but the funny thing is about people, especially unforgiving souls, who are trying to pretend they're forgiving or forgetting mm-hmm. or whatever, sometimes mm-hmm. they, from that moment on, they're on guard for you to encroach in their territory again. And so as far mm-hmm. as they're concerned, you don't get to shake again. So I just want you to understand where you are and let it be known that, hey, I learned something. Hey, boy, that didn't work. You know, and just let it mm-hmm. be known that it's, When you hang up this call, do not let that devil tell you that God tried to rebuke you because she did not rebuke you. Mm -hmm. You understand, Mm -hmm. uh, I do this with Jesus. He'll say something to me, and I mean, God could be so blunt. You're like, oh, Jesus. And you know what I say to him? Lord, I stand corrected. Thank you for informing me. I will will, right now, from this moment on, alter my attitude and my behavior Mm -hmm. in that area. Thank you for my conduct correct. Because sometimes we want to right. correct, but sometimes it's all right for God to correct our conduct. And so right. I want you to just feel like you were corrected and you stand corrected because there was a better mm-hmm. way to make this happen, and you're going to move on. Amen.
4: Amen. All right? That is so but true. if you
3: go to that little abuse P- child thing, I'm going to be hot with you. <laughs> and I'm going to be hot, too. <laughs> all right. So I you can't, can't go back with us on this. We I will
4: a not. Amen. Uh But, Dr. Price, I do have one other thing because you do remember me about adoption and everything. But I was thinking, and I don't know whether to open this up or not, but um, I have found some of my um, uncles through the Internet, even my biological mother, um, a phone number to reach out. But I I guess I just need to know, do, do I reach out? Or do I just leave things as they are?
3: I think for you, Carolyn, the the answer to that question would come from two perspectives. The first one being, do you really want are you really ready to live with what you open up? Number one. And number two, what are your motives? Like, for example, are your motives rescue?
4: Mm. Wow. That
3: they could take you out of your burden and take you out of your suffering. Is that your motive? I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm giving you something right, to think
4: about. It. Right. Mm-hmm. Because
3: if that's then you're going to you're gonna be indebted to someone else.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. So
3: if okay. the question is, what do you want out of these connections? What do you want out of, you know, meeting your birth mother? And are you ready to live with what that's going to turn out? All right? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't care which way you go because it has to be something you're at peace with, but you should examine your motive. Because if you're thinking, okay. well, can help me do this, or they can help me do that. And you might not have thought it consciously because, you know, we're smart enough to hide our true self from ourselves, okay? Mm-hmm. And so we need to explore what that means. If you decide that you it's worth it, I just want a family connection, I just want to know about myself, I want to know my roots, I want to understand my heritage, house, that's mm-hmm. fine. But you also need to be prepared for the fact that they may not want to remember what they did to you.
4: Okay. That makes sense. Okay.
3: All right? Yes. Because so many times people who've been adopted, you're all enthusiastic. This is great. My mother wonderful. And the people look at you and the reason that they had to let you go and the circumstances that they've put behind them and all of the memories and whatnot come rushing back. So it's not just what they did to you. It's also the environment and circumstances that compelled them to do that. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be prepared. You know, don't imagine that when you go to your mother, she can say, "Oh my long lost this is great. I'm so happy. I'm so sorry I did that. I didn't know either." Don't assume that's going to be the response. It could be. It should be, but don't assume that. Mm -hmm. You could also that she's going to be very angry that you brought her past back on her.
4: Mm. Makes sense. Okay.
3: Just be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Just be okay. prepared. Because nothing nothing like this is ever one sided. And, and but when we when we work out a drama in our mind, it's one sided. Well, I'm going to meet mm-hmm. her, then I'm gonna ask her how she got rid of me and what she did and all of that. See that's that's mm-hmm. Hollywood. Hallelujah right. that's Hollywood. People have you don't know if you're if, if she was molested, you don't know if she was beaten, you don't know what her story mm-hmm. is. And she may have mm-hmm. worked her life done with it.
4: Right. Okay.
3: That's just a thought. Those are just some considerations. I'm not giving you an mm-hmm. answer. I'm giving mm-hmm. you considerations. Consider. And then after you, consideration, after you consider them, you take them to prayer. Okay, God, if this is something you want to do to fill a void or a hole in my life, amen, I'm ready. But I'm still ready, geared up with whatever the possibilities are going to be.
4: Okay. Does that help you, guys? I understand. Oh, yes. i got a little too much going on right now, so i You've answered me. <laughs> you've given me a lot to think about. That's yes, true. I don't
0: need That's true. in my life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't.
3: <laughs> All right. Father God, I thank you for Carolyn. I thank you for her life. I thank you for what you've been doing and how you brought her through and for her thank son you. having a good job. And, and, Lord, let him be established. Let him be promoted and let him thank be you, made Jesus. permanent. Wherever it is you've ordained. And God, I thank you still for taking and taking away Carolyn's fear of looking for work and fear of getting a job and fear of having to be accountable to a work day, Lord remove that from her so that she can find out all of the great good stuff you've done in her. All of the great thank things and all the great healings and deliverances that you've given her. And God, I thank you for doing it. And as you as they move to the next place, God, cause them to leave that place with not only peace, but also truth. And let that truth yes. be the root of peace that they have. And so that this relationship that they're leaving doesn't have to be severed for life because of bad feelings and because of evil spirits. In Jesus' name, and Lord, for the duration of the time that we're there, we issue forth the peace of Jesus Christ, the peace of our God, and we thank Thank you that peace permeates all and permeates the heart and soul of the owner of the house and their relationship until such time as they must part to move on with their lives. We bless you for doing it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
4: Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Price. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
3: You're very welcome. God
2: bless you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Dr. Price, I have someone else for you. Okay, I'll take it. I have Linda on the phone, and Linda is calling because she is starting a dreams and vision periscope and uh, wants prayer. I believe she actually called in last week and was not able to get through. So she is back on the line. I believe this is her or maybe the week before. Linda, welcome to the Paul Price Show from Wisconsin.
6: Thank you. Thank
5: you. Hi, Dr. Price. God bless you. Hi. How are you doing, Linda? I'm doing good. Thank you so much, and happy anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy it. Yes, please do. Please do. Well-deserved and well-earned. Amen. Amen. So what is on your heart, Linda? Well, uh, I'm calling because I am stepping out on, uh, you know, something that God showed me a few years ago, and I'm starting a Dreams and Visions Periscope. Um, I'm here in Madison, Wisconsin. um, And let's just say, to be nice, the prophetic is uh, really not something that's celebrated here. So uh, God is definitely – amazing in the way that I've even it been introduced and, and acclimated to it and I just I thank God for him introducing me to you and I've got all your books and I'm working through them and God has just been amazing and I, I just thank God for the resources. And so I'm getting ready. I, I've actually begun to launch and just asking you for prayer and you know um Whatever God leads you you know to pray for me, and just great well let me ask you what kind
3: of um and I'm going to ask you a hard question, Linda, what kind of background or expertise or or training do you have to tackle a global dreams and vision uh project
5: well, I've been interpreting now for about ten years um, okay when i fir- yes ma'am, when I first uh, got introduced to actually even just the notion that God spoke through dreams and visions. I just be honest. I wasn't a believer. I thought the, you know, the person that I was speaking with was crazy. And, um, you know, she kind of had to prove it to me. She was like, well, you know, let me, let me have you dream lately. I told her yes. And, you know, she interpreted my dream and, and, you know, God began to speak to her to me through her and it, it just blew me away. I had no idea you know, that, that this even, um, you know, was a, a vehicle for him to use. And then I began dreaming more and more, and I began researching my own dreams and visions, and he began showing me, walking me through the method, you know, starting with, you know, every dream being based, scripturally based and walking through how to interpret them. And then I began to find that not only could I interpret my dreams, but people would tell me dreams and I could interpret theirs. So it kind well, of because so, I only got six minutes, okay?
3: Yes only ma'am. do yes, so Don't talking to you. So how how will you know that you are a interpreting a dream from God? B mm-hmm. that the person is uh, is interested in your God and not some occult thing, and uh, C uh, how are you able to verify the fruit of your interpretation?
5: All the interpretation that I receive, Doctor Price, is is straight from God. I I base everything that I do on the scriptures, on uh, the biblical, you know, I walk my, my dream interpretation process through the scriptures, and it it comes to me from God, through prayer, through, med- you know, through my relationship with him. Um, I don't, I'm not a psychic. Hold I'm
3: not on. anyone.
4: I'm
3: sorry, Hold ma'am. So, that's okay, sweetheart. I'm telling you. So it's it's really all about you, for you, with no external anything, to verify or prove you. Now that's okay. I'm not going to argue with that because if that's the only way, and you know, you don't have that. But I just want you to understand that you're putting yourself out there in a very serious environment. So I'm gonna. I don't have a lot of time because I wish we had called. We had talked earlier. But you still, did you ever call for that advisement that I suggested?
5: You know what? I actually have been checking out the website. The past few months kind of waiting because I know that there was an update or you guys were, you know, um, going to put it back on your site. So, yes, ma'am, and I'm definitely interested in taking it.
3: Okay, the assessment, yes, but I wanted you to get an advisor. Let me just tell you this. Linda, I'm going to pray for you because you are, you know, you've been doing this on your own for 10 years. The hardest thing you'll ever be able to do is surrender this thing to anything that is, uh, anything that is, uh, responsible or accountable or whatever. That's going to be hard for you. That's just going to be, and it's not even never going to happen, to be honest with you. But I will pray for you, but I want you to be aware that as you open up, you're not just, you know, a window, when you open it up, you open a window up to air, to thieves, to bugs, dust, dirt, and everything. So as you open this up, I'm going to, you need to be aware of what you're going to do. And what's going to come back at you? I'm on Periscope yes, every ma'am. week. If it hadn't been for my 35 years, I would have been. I would have had a difficult time. But I still had to learn how to deal with the entire environment of what I'm going after. You know, opening yes, up ma'am. the Periscope. But when you start talking about the prophetic, you start talking about dreams and visions, you're talking about courting a whole different crew. And Satan stomps prophets on purpose until they know how to fight them back. So I'm not yes, going to you know, have a lot of time to do that. I just want you to be very careful. And the other thing about, you know, um, um profits not being received, well, profits are not received well anywhere until we stop agreeing with Satan that they're not received. If you're going to sit yes, in this ma'am. office, you're going to be a proponent of this office, you're going to be an advocate, and you're going to be a a, 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 a a motivator. I don't let people tell me that there's anything wrong with the profit. There's something wrong with how you see the profit. I don't give a difference. Yes, the profit is a wonderful thing. So I want yes, to tell ma'am. you this because I don't want to hang up without telling you. I'm going to pray for you, but I am extremely concerned for you. And I'm going to go on record having said that because I know what you're about to do, and I know what's, what's going to open up to you, and I know how it's going to turn out. But I also know you need to go this way because you are a trial-by-fire learner. mm. You're not a, you are that trial and error, trial by fire learner. That's just your nature, and it's probably how you've been all your days, you know. Um, but you're going to have to learn it this way. And I'm going to pray for God to, to continue to take you on this journey and to lead you according to his wisdom, according to his purposes, and according to his will, and that as he undertakes, because you have assumed to step out on this, you're going to take the direct training and development of the Holy Ghost. And I've been under yes, that. Ma'am. I know it's Yeah, that sounds great because we we still think that the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. We don't realize the Holy Ghost is the one that said, let there be, and the one that took out yeah, nations. This is the Holy Ghost. So I know this is you. I'm going to tell you that. I know this is how you're going to do this, and I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for Linda. I thank you, Lord, for her her commitment, her Her chasing you, her drive for you, and her passion, for she certainly has it. Now, God, as you have said in so many ways, Lord, I thank you that you have developed her, but let her now understand. She's coming into the final exam. She's coming into the practicum. She's coming into apprenticeship. And Holy Ghost, we commend her to your development and we commend her to your leadership, to your guidance. And God, let her meet you as you are when we are with the trainer of the prophets, or as you say, the God of the prophets, the Lord of the prophets. And I thank you for developing her in this as she yes, goes God. forward. Begin to lead her and guide her by your truth and in your righteousness. And oh, yes. in Jesus' name,
4: amen yes. and Amen. amen. All
3: right. Amen. All right, my beloved. I'm going to have to say goodbye to you and the Periscope people and the Blog Talk people. Hallelujah. <laughs> and
0: amen. You
3: Thank you so much. You. You're very welcome. God bless you. All right, everybody, tonight it's par- cross- that is 8 o'clock. We got to go. My time is up. I'm uh, right on the nose. God bless you. Don't forget, eight o'clock, prophetic head. You don't want to miss it. Hi, this is Dr. Paula Price thanking you for joining me on this week's show. I want to remind you that the counsel and wisdom, the prayer and prophecy that you enjoy today, does not have to end with today's program. You can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash Paula Price Show and join tens of thousands of people who re-listen to my program every week again blogtalkradio.com backslash Paulaprice show and you can relive the experience every single day God bless you